Uh, hello, I'm Tom Fraser, and this is the second segment of my interview uh, with Dr. Dr. Nura Karim, uh, Deputy Director of Research and Conservation of Singapore's Botanic Gardens. Um, Nura, the, the gardens were declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2015 uh, for the 50th anniversary of Singapore. Uh, what exactly does it mean to be declared a World Heritage Site? Uh, hi, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, for Singapore Botanic Gardens to be declared as a World Heritage Site, it was a significant uh, gift to the nation. Uh, as you may know, uh, World Heritage Site is not just something important to just the people of that particular country that owns the site. It also means that this site is of importance to the world at large. Mm -hmm. So there's something that the, that particular site or an event that happens there that had improved the well-being of all humans. Mm -hmm. So this is basically what we in Singapore thought SBG, the Singapore Botanic Gardens, was an important site to, and a worthwhile site to be inscribed as World Heritage Site. Yeah, and um, the, the process, I've, I, I've, I reviewed a number of these projects just over years and it seems like typically it takes about five years uh, I understand that was about how long it took for the Botanic Gardens. Can you talk a little bit about the process of uh, of being designated a World Heritage Site? Uh, from the Singapore experience, it took us from 2010 to 2015 to get to be inscribed. So basically, it's a two-way process. First was trying to gather as much information as possible and also documents to, to be presented as evidence on the importance of the garden as a possible site for UNESCO and meeting the, the over, uh, universal, uh, sorry, the outstanding universal value, which is one of the many, there are 10 criteria that you have to meet right. to become a World Heritage Site. So mm -hmm. basically these are the documentation aspect of it and the fact-finding information site. Mm -hmm. Then of course, besides that, we found out that we will also have to get engaging the public yes. and the people and the stakeholders, the people meaning people who use the garden, staff, even visitors and as well as uh, any other people like the researchers who have always used our collection, mm -hmm. who has used our facilities for the, their work mm -hmm. and for their enjoyment and also for, for schools as well, for educating. They have used the gardens as a, a place to teach about botany and nature. Mm -hmm. So these are all important aspects that we, during our process, try to engage the stakeholders to also give their feedback and input mm -hmm into the management plan and future plans of how we want to see the gardens evolve. And so ensuring that the gardens will maintain its core, uh, core, core duties that it has mm -hmm. offered all these years and also to ensure future generations can still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, the, the process is, is long, but uh, I, I think it's very helpful for the different um, constituencies to talk, you know, about about a uh, an area like the botanic gardens and uh, you know what they want to do with it and how they might want to preserve it. One of the objectives of my podcast is to provide practical insight and uh, to encourage listeners to step up and take on big projects, you know, like like this. 
Uh, what advice would you give listeners who are considering taking on projects like pursuing a new UNESCO World Heritage Site designation? Um, well, this all boils down to the government as well, and mm -hmm. it, the government and the people of the country, they have to work together, and yeah. then they must select a site, I guess, which will not be biased for a particular uh, group of people mm -hmm. or race or religion, and, and be something that can be uh, used and be, be able to be connected to all people of the country and even to the world. So, And it also has to be a site that may have contributed to some technological change or some economic uh, improvement to the livelihood of uh, people of the country or as well as the region. So for a particular country, if it decides to go into World UNESCO World Heritage, it might have to think about such stuff to find a suitable site which is like it's very general which has importance to everyone not just a single particular pers person or a race or something and to also look into um, uh, pushing for community mm -hmm. support yeah. a full support mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, this is uh, just a fascinating topic. I wanted just to kind of conclude with uh, one last question. Uh, do you have a favorite part of the garden or a favorite plant? Well, I have enjoyed the garden as a whole. So the whole garden is something I've always loved. So there's no particular site that is more uh, better loved than others. For me, it's every part, every inch of this place is beautiful and it's worth for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Uh, Nura, this has been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, talk to me and my listeners. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about how to approach uh, big, ambitious new projects like pursuing a World Heritage Site designation, uh, let me suggest you take a look at my website, www.tlfraser.com. A selection of my newsletters and all of my podcasts are posted there. Thank you.